everybody. I blanked out. I blanked out. You know why? Because I'm time traveling. But that's me speaking into the future. I'm going to go back a little bit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Logbox, guys. With me, as always, are some of my very favorite people since I was a very little kid. Mikey, how you doing or what are you drinking? I'm doing excellent, and I, I'm out of beer, so I am drinking an A&W root beer. I'm sorry you're out of beer, man. I'll, I can fly it down some or something, shit. Yeah, it's a, this is like a dry state. Yeah, I can... Really? <laughs> it's like a dry house, mostly. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm drinking some Glenn Levitt Founders Reserve that my good friend Tom got me for Christmas. Did I get to that for Christmas? I, I rock. Josh, I know it's going to be a beer. What, are you, what beer are you drinking there, buddy? I've got... um. A Honey Haze from Greater Good Brewing out of Worcester. Um, it's okay. Now, Josh, you just got back from a nice trip to Scotland. You're only, you had almost no complaints, almost zero complaints. Not the best beer place you've ever been. Not the best beer. I did go to seven small breweries in Scotland. Meh. Meh. <laughs> That's okay because they're not known for that. Yeah. Just like a lot of people aren't known for being able to travel through time. Segway complete. Bloop. Your clothes, Tommy. Give them to me. I'm not going to give you my clothes, but I'd hang them on a cable. Ha-ha. <laughs> I was just referencing another time traveler, but you went a different way, and I love it. Tell us a little bit about cable. Uh, this is a character I don't know a, a, a crap ton about. Because it was, again, during that time when I was a little out of comic books because I was mostly in Germany. Cable, a.k.a. Nathan Summers, uh, first appeared in Uncanny X-Men 201 in 1986. And he later showed up as Cable in New Mutants 87 in 1990. It was created by Chris Claremont and Rick Leonardi as Nathan Summers. But then when he came out as Cable, he was... Uh, created by Louise Simonson and Rob Liefeld, which explains why he has so many pouches and so many places to put his ammo, because Rob Liefeld believed that everyone should have plenty of ammo belts and pouches. Cable is the son of Scott Summers and his first wife, sometimes Jean Grey cloned Madeline Pryor. Scott Scott's firstborn child, Cable, was born or later came up as an infant came up with a techno organic virus so as any parent would normally do they would send the child alone to the future to get cured instead of i don't know and send him by himself they didn't go with them kind of they did right so rachel a version of rachel summers takes nathan into the into a future timeline and then takes the consciousness of both Jean Grey and Scott Summers and implants them into two people in the future. So he's kind of raised by Cyclops and Jean Grey. After murdering two random people in the future. I was going to say, after kind of like mind raping two people into being Scott Summers and Jean Grey actually Madeline Pryor, etc. and so forth, <laughs> by your stepsister. It just makes the story worse. It doesn't make it any better, Mike. 
I'm just I'm just trying to uh, defend Scott Summers, who's a shitty dad. <laughs> Scott Summers had a shitty dad. Scott Summers then became a shitty dad. Cable became a shitty. Cable killed his son. Later on, it's 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 the circle of shitty dad in 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 the Summers family. That's fair. I learned it from but you, yeah. Dad. I learned it from you. not watching you because you weren't around, Dad. That's how it goes, Mike. Fair. In the Summers family, but yeah, Cable, you know, one of the one of the '90s gun-toting X-Men. You know, like Tom, I never read a lot of Cable, but I never really, I never really have read a Cable story that I enjoyed. There's never been like I I read the. Uh, newer Mutants Cables Volume 1, and I was just like, it was a slog to get through it. And in that, Cable kills his son. You know, because Strife, a clone of Cable, had taken over, you know, his son, and the only way to save the rest of his unit, his family unit, or organizational unit, was to kill his son. Uh, but yeah. So what kind of powers so, does Cable have? Oh, Cable has all sorts of powers. Let's see. Uh, he, he can, you know, he, he's got problems with his arm, so he uses it to, he has a mechanical arm, which he, which he uses for time travel and to store stuff in and all kinds of other crap. But, you know. He is a very powerful Cable. telepath, but he doesn't, he can't really he use, use his telepathic ability because he's keeping his, the techno organic virus at bay with it. And that's how he moves his mechanical arm basically is through, through willpower. Uh, but he also is able to kind of like teleport away, but he calls it something else, something shift. It's just everything with cable is just, just a little weird. Yeah. I think what the problem is, is there was, it's not like Chris Claremont was like, okay, I got a great idea. Or even Louise Simonson was like, I got a great idea. They created Nathan Summers and with the idea of he was going to he was going to be imperiled and Scott was going to have to try to figure out a way to save his son. However, the problems came in when they decided to resurrect Jean Grey against what Claremont and Louise Simonson wanted. Later on, when they created Cable, they did not intend for him to be Nathan Summers. That just kind of happened by another writer later on. So all of this was just like somebody was like, hey, remember that thing? And remember that thing? Uh, Well, let's combine these storylines that were never meant to be combined, Uh, which is exacerbated by the fact that the dude's a time traveler. So he may or may not be from the right timeline, alternate timeline, future, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Cable sort of represents to me that not only is he the confluence of bad time travel writing, uh, which sends you spiraling in lots of different directions. He is the confluence of bad Marvel business management where they sent us into the confluence of having to read every other book with an X even remotely close to it to understand the goddamn strike storyline. 
it was it was a nightmare to even when that when that all first starts spiraling out it's as a kid you were like i am so fucking confused like how many issues did i miss and then you realize you know it was three last month and two this month that you were supposed to read but you didn't read and and none of it was good enough for you to care yeah and you were just i mean at first people were sort of excited about sort of lee field doing his thing and being that newish artist on the scene and he had had like a really like like a really like sort of like in your face sort of like action violence thing going on and you were like wow this is really cool and then you sort of started to see like the cracks in what you were looking at and they starts to like yeah i don't know if this is what i really wanted to see so I think the view of uh, Cable is best summed up by Alex Ross, who said, yeah, Cable's a mess. Like, he's got way too much shit going on. It's too much, yeah, it's just too much. It's like, there's just, there's the mechanical arm, but then there's the giant guns, and then there's the scars on his face and face. his glowing eyes. But he has so, superpowers, but he can't use uh, them, but, like... Yeah. What, but he what? can he can see things other people can't see because there's a mechanical eye. I mean, he can see into the infrared spectrum because he he's got also a mechanical see eye. The, the shelf of his own chest, thanks to Leefield. But let's not count that as one of his superpowers. <laughs> yeah. He's so buff he can't see his own penis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that would make me a melted dick, also. <laughs> yeah yeah he had a lot of different directions they like they couldn't decide if they really wanted him to be a telekinetic telepath and so they just kept making excuses why he couldn't use his own superpowers and so really he was just cybernetic and then uh and then there was some amalgamation of both those things that let his brain handle going to different timelines and he could remember and see things that other people couldn't remember so when timelines shifted he would still have impressions of future events that they could try to prevent or or do stuff with and yeah they just yeah it was like a grab bag it's like they just threw a bunch of plot devices into a token bag and they were like god i hope this isn't the queen alien and nemesis and just kept drawing stuff out waiting for the blank to reset them and it just it just never comes you just keep getting screwed every time you pull something out of the bag that sort of made sense you put two more tokens in the bag that screwed you before you could set the coordinates to earth i think we're at a disadvantage because none of us have read um there's a cable series uh, where it's it's not actually Cable, it's Nathan Summers. Uh, yep. I can't remember what it's called, but the people who've read that, I mean, really like Cable. Okay. I mean, there there are some guys out there who Cable is just their jam. It's just I don't think we've ever read anything that's ever caught our attention. I mean, I, ch- I even tried to read the Deadpool Cable stuff, 
And I mean, I like Deadpool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and Deadpool's the best part of that. Yeah. And Cable's just the straight man for Deadpool's, you know, costume. He doesn't even like, like I read the. Uh, the Deadpool and and Cable Civil War stuff, and he didn't even like Cable didn't even have a really big part in in that book. Like it was mostly Deadpool carrying the weight of that book. Yeah, because he's the only entertaining character. Yeah, uh, we should probably. I know a dude out in California who I met who was a giant Cable fan. I wish. I was still in contact with him because we could have had him on and he could have told us why. Why Cable's good and not not just another 90s X-Men with a gun? Yeah. I think it was called X-Man. Was that a series? X-Man? Yeah. 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 I think that was the series. But anyway, uh, I don't have any good cable stories <laughs> I, I, I can recommend for folks i'm sorry i tried to reach back into the box i went and looked at uh cable and x-force which is yeah. where he starts having his schisms with his current brain and future brain and he sees some overlapping events and him and it's basically him colossus dr nemesis who i don't really know who that it's is Domino awesome. and forge yeah and um and they go try to prevent those those events from happening. I tried to get through it. It wasn't great. Um, I, I thought, oh, I like Colossus and I like uh, Domino and Forge. So I thought, hopefully, I, w- I w- it would make some uh, give me some happy thoughts about Cable, but I, I couldn't really get through it. Yeah, I read I read some of you know Cable Volume Two Newer Mutants, and I was just like. This book is just a slog to get through. He's trying to save the externals. He's trying to figure out who's killing him. It's, you know, it was just a mess. What about you, Tom? I just never really got into this character. He, he there, there was never any one thing to, like, get me across the chasm to, you know, enjoy seeing him. I do have to say, though, I, I did like him in the movie. So when I saw, what was the name of the actor playing him? Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, Josh thank Brolin. you very much, Tom. Uh, that, that stoic, deadpan, just, <laughs> and that kind of got to me. That was kind of funny, you know, uh, juxtaposed to Deadpool. That was the first time I, I even gave Cable, and I still, by the way, even watching the movie, even reading some comic books, have no idea what his powers are. Like you said, it, it's so stilted and no one really gets it. So, yeah, he never to, uses me, them. to me, he's just the Terminator mutant guy. That's, I, li- that's, I, do, I do like Josh Brolin. Yeah, that's who yeah. he is to me. He's the Terminator as a mutant from the future, and that's really all he's ever been to me. All right. Josh Brolin well, was good, though. Josh Brolin is good. Yeah. Yeah, No Country for Our Old Men. Fucking oh, Jesus. Great movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cable is just to me. He's just one more reminder of Scott's failings. This time, it's Scott's failings <laughs> as a father. You will, you will take any, any, any advantage to to, to, to mess with Scott, and that's actually fine with me. <laughs> you brought me over to the dark side, LT. That's, that's fair. 
<laughs> Mikey, uh, does anyone have any last uh, things on cable? I mean, Josh Brolin was in Goonies. It's a weird name, too. Like, he doesn't have a lot of cables. Like, why is he called Cable? It's probably running through him, like, you know, instead of, like, veins. Because Rob Liefeld named him. His original cable. name, Louis Simonson came up with, was Commander X. Oh, that's not that's not, it's better. not better. It's not better. I mean, it sounds 50s-ish. I, I'm pretty sure that Rob, Rob Liefeld was just at home waiting for the cable guy to come hook up his... <laughs> Is HBO and was like cable. Yeah, sure. Why not? By the way, there's a new theory out there that Rob Liefeld actually is just an AI drawing things because he can't do fingers and feet. So, just saying. You know what? <laughs> I will say that this Rob Liefeld, despite the fact that we give him crap for like creating this this weird look and muscular and all the pouches and pouches. Uh, he's a really I mean, nice he's a- dude. He's a good artist. It's just he really does he has over accentuate. He does have his own style. Actually, I, the feet and the hands never bother me. The pouches never bother me. The weird chest thing sometimes bugs me. Like that's not an extra muscle. It's not extra muscles. It's it's just straight. no. No. Sometimes he draws extra muscles. No, it, he just the weird flat straight out thing. Yeah, that that's not good drawing to me. It's just not. Let's just say that. But again, yeah. super I, I, nice I guy. With every other aspect of his style, except for the chest. He is a nice guy. Nice guy. Sure. Yeah. Hitler was good to his mom. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I mean, whoa! whoa. I went whoa. right to Hitler. That? I oh, went right, right to Hitler. Hitler. I didn't take wow. a fucking one. I didn't stop at Mussolini. I didn't stop at Whitey Bulger. Straight, uh. buddy. <laughs> Mikey, what do you have to Can you verify that? <laughs> Again. Again. I've read several autobiographies. Several autobiographies on Hitler? That's weird. Shouldn't do that. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey, you're what, holding he, up a great He just didn't like comic. the author, so he wrote another What? <laughs> what comic is that? That looks terrific. What is that? That is Wonder Woman number one on this alternate cover. It's Wonder Woman riding a kangaroo. Um, okay. It, Boys, the, my two favorite writers in comic books are Mark Russell, the fifth long box guy, and Tom King. Tom King. And Tom King is now doing Wonder Woman. And do not sleep on this. If you get, if you want to read an excellent Wonder Woman story, go out buy Wonder Woman number one, which is out now, and tell your comic book guys put it in my poll list. It is uh, Tom King. Once again, he's not subtle about it. This is all about immigration and the shit, how looking at DC comics through a real world lens on how Amazons would be viewed by both the left and the right in this country. Um, Without getting into too much spoilers, essentially an Amazon kills a bunch of dudes and they decide all Amazons hate men. They're on a matriarchy. They are anti-democracy. 
and they should definitely not be allowed in the United States and shit is just going crazy. Um, so check it out. Don't sleep on Wonder Woman. It's going to be a great series. Yeah. I'll read that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you liked Mr. Miracle, or not Mr. Miracle, yeah, Mr. Miracle and Strange Tales, uh, Vision, he's doing the same thing for Wonder Woman. Mike, I like that you're not holding back at all. You're like, read this one. This is the one to read, and I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. I am. Tommy, where are you back in the long box? I have uh, the Penguin number one. Uh, <laughs> Part of the dawn of DC. This was a very interesting uh, Penguin story written by Tom King. So we might as well just call this the Tom King podcast. Uh, it comes it, up a lot. It's a really good story, it, too. I'm glad you're doing is. this. In it, the Penguin has kind of given up on his life of crime and is living his life in Metropolis just as an everyday average Joe. Just him and his fiance, just going out, doing normal-ish type things. I mean, yeah, is he living a little extravagantly? Sure, he's getting a tailored suit, but he's not killing anybody. He's not savagely beating anybody. He's not running an organized crime unit. He's going to live in his life. The cops are all trying their best to, to get him to do something illegal throughout the entire book and he is just calm as a cucumber just doing his own thing in metropolis enjoying his life until a fed comes in and messes it all up and tries to get him to go back to his old life well that doesn't sound good it's it's a fantastic book because everybody is like everybody throughout the entire book is like treating the penguin with kid gloves and walking on eggshells because like his tailor is like, he's been coming here for, Oh my God, did I say the wrong thing? He's going to come and murder my family. And penguins just like, Hey, whatever. It's fine. It's good. Whatever. Mistakes are made. And yet the cops are like purposely like brushing into him in the park and trying to set him into a fight so they can nail him on something. And he's just like, whatever. Yeah, you're right. I'm good. You know, and it's just it's it's the penguin written in a way that you've never seen it before. Well, I for one minute I'm looking forward to reading that one too. Uh, one more time, I'm sorry because I'm a little uh, hard of hearing. What was the name of this one again? The Penguin Number just, One. Just the Penguin. Just the Penguin. That's part the of penguin, the I say part of the. <laughs> It's part of their kind of like Dawn of DC storyline. All right. That was a little tangential in its own way because I thought it was going to be like something more, the Penguin something. Nope. Josh, tangents are your purview. You got a tangent for us? Yeah. So I uh, I was on my trip to Scotland last week. And uh, one of the places I stopped at was in Edinburgh. It was a cathedral there. And it was the... One of those times and places where you see something and you don't there's no good way to communicate the scope and scale of something like 
even if I tell you how high the ceilings were or how big the pillars are, you can never quite capture something uh, through that through that sort of description. So what's where's a place, a time or a thing in your life where you're like, I just can't I can't quite capture this in words. You need to see it or do it or be there. Uh, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. I would like you to not describe that to me, Mike. Yeah, so we're cool. I am. But I am it's, okay. it was so bizarre being in a major American city that is almost a ghost city by the time you know people have, are being evacuated. Helicopters, rescue helicopters are flying over. You're driving on the interstate and there's nobody on the interstate. It's... Uh, uh, cars were on top of roofs and in trees. Uh, some of the neighborhoods that I went into, there it was just covered with oil, um, and everybody had, you know, uh, it just caked on. So it looked like something out of an apocalypse. But I still am not doing like it justice. Uh, I got to go with something much akin to Mike. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I've even parsed everything I saw in the Ukraine yet. Um, helping get kids out uh, on the trains, uh, just leaving their families behind and just getting them into Poland and then getting them out on my last trip was, um, it was very difficult and it's hard to explain the, the panic in the streets, the, the, and the calm in the streets. It was such a, a dichotomy uh, you know, you had the kids from the outlying areas coming in and crying and panicked, and you had the citizens of Lviv who this is their life for the last, you know, six months, and it's become normal. Um, the 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 juxtaposition was hard to take sometimes, and it was it was a difficult time, hard to explain. Beat that, Tommy. I'm going to go a totally different way because uh, there's way too much apocalypse going on in this podcast. <laughs> the miracle of birth or something. Shit, Tom, do it. Uh, I was going to say, you know, in high school, uh, we went on a field trip and I believe it was Montreal. We went to uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal and the artistry uh, used to create that building was just amazing. The, the woodworking skills, the the amount of effort and talent to create something like that so long ago was just amazing. And it, it leads me to think that the cathedral that bears its name in, in France probably uh, is, is so much better. But, you know, I can't even imagine what they're going through rebuilding it after the fifth. The recent fire it had but the one in montreal was just gorgeous and beautiful and just uh i couldn't describe all the different details that it had in it because it was just so just the amount of woodwork that was in there was just amazing and beautiful all right i like that how about uh, josh i guess you... i mean i mean yeah i'm gonna go with st giles right now mm. just because when you know, as a DM, even as a player, when you're trying to describe, I, I've described, you know, what I've considered like towering rooms before 
and Giles is it's just amazing on the inside. I mean, it's probably 300 feet long, maybe 180 feet wide. There's eight foot diameter columns and the entire length down. It's probably a 90 or 100 foot ceiling. It's just a soaring structure that started out as a um, as a as a Catholic church. And then during the Reformation, they destroyed all of the um, Catholic objects and art, uh, including the stained glass and replaced it all. But um, just a just an absolutely gorgeous building. And, you know, I am about as not religious as you can get. But there is a uh, there is something to be said about the architecture and effort that that um, that mindset inspired, especially back then. And also just the city of Edinburgh, where you and we come from near Boston, right, where it's one of the older cities around here on the east coast of the u.s and then you walk around edinburgh and you have you know lunch in a restaurant and that building was built in you know 1400 and the top of the edinburgh castle is the first chapel on the hill and there's still a brick that basically had tells you it was laid in 1103 mm. so uh yeah, you just kind of feel like, oh, we're like we're like the old school in the U.S. And then you go to Edinburgh and you're like, whatever, whatever, <laughs> kid, get the fuck out of here. I've definitely uh, felt that a couple times uh, tooling around Europe. <laughs> but beautiful city and uh, love Scotland. Why don't you marry it? I will. Holy crap. Major news. Major news. Major news. Josh marries Scotland. Tom, you got a three-day team for us? I do, and it's a dumb one, but it's one that's come up on my mind a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. Car camping. I don't know if you've ever talked about car camping before. It's something that never (coughs) even occurred to me until I got married. I, I didn't even know people did this. You can go to, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I think most people know what I'm talking about. You go to a camping place and you pull your car into like a parking space. And next to that parking space is where you camp. And that's where you set up your tent. I had never done this before, before I got married. I never even heard of it. Before that, camping to me was, all right, like with Josh, we're going to march three days into the woods because I know a place. And we're going to camp and we're going to spend a couple days there. And then we're going to march, you know, three hours out of the woods. Did I say days? I meant hours. Yeah. <laughs> three or four hours into the woods. Then we're going to march three or four hours out of the woods and we're, we're done camping uh, after a couple of days. And I've never, I mean, I've never, I didn't know it existed. Uh, but then I did it a couple of times. It's not horrible, but it's not camping either to me. Uh, because there are people like all around you in their own little campgrounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> like 10 or 15 or 20 feet away. But it's also kind of fun because there are people around. You can say hi and you can have a drink with them at their campfire and you can talk with them. And so it's kind of social, but it's neither camping uh, nor anything else. Uh, have, has everyone done it? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I. I think car camping is probably the majority of camping in the U.S. 
Really? Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah. So so everyone's done it. Mike, no, have you done I haven't it? done it. I mean, I've slept in my car. <laughs> well, <laughs> See, I, I was like, car camping. I've, I've slept, slept in my car also. Yeah. Car camping to uh, me is but, very you know, different. Was that work? <laughs> right. I slept in my car at a campground because I didn't have a tent. Yeah. And just parked my car in the spot that was assigned to me and went to sleep. So you just would have set up a tent next to it. So that's the same thing, kind it's of. It's pretty much the same thing. And that's everywhere. I, I mean. Uh, it's cheap. It's cheap, too. It's, it's like 20 very bucks. cheap. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of times, especially out in the West, it's just like, well, when I was doing it, it was like a metal board and you just push some folded bills through a thing yeah. that had a lock and key thing, like an old post box. Uh, and nobody most of the kids listening don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and that's fine uh there's an app now <laughs> right now there's just an app you would just scan a qr code put in your license plate pay your 10 bucks and park your car in that spot and if you had a tent yeah you could put your tent there pitch your tent and generally the only thing you would have is maybe a some would have an outlet and a water spigot and that'd be about it most had a fire pit or or a fire pit yep. yeah yeah so, um, so I've done so, yeah, it like four I, or five think, times now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's really the majority of camping in the U.S. All right. So we're going to go with 3 to 18. I'm going to give it like a, like a 12. Like I don't hate it. Like a nine is neutral. I kind of enjoy it. Okay. You know, it's not bad. There's usually some place to swim, usually some place to walk, using some nice hiking trails. Uh, but I don't really like love it. So uh, 12 is about right. I'll go one higher. I'll go. I'll give it a thirteen, and I'll tell you why. It's cheap. I was gonna say the cheapness. Now, when I was visiting lighthouses on my scooter, I might have right. given it. I might have given it like a fifteen because I stayed in a couple where I just threw my my uh, tent up next yeah. to my scooter, and it was five bucks. And if you get like a ripcord tent, like a pop up, like yeah. wow, tent, take it down and just yeah, crash for the night. Better than, better than most hotels yeah, in a I lot would, of places in this country. For the egalitarianism of it and the cheapness of it, maybe I should give it a 15 or a 16. Because it really is some place you can spend the night if you're traveling across the country for so cheap. Like yeah, a whole family. It's five bucks. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can get a whole family. Like you spend a, a very moderate amount of money on a decent tent. And the most I've ever seen for a camping spot was 20. Yeah, and you can stop, be in a nice place, a, a generally a safe place where a lot of people are of the same mindset. You're Usually not a shower some, someplace? Yeah, you're not in some shifty motel, and you can all, you know, get a get a decent night's sleep. I think they've been, I think it's always been pretty good. Yeah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to up it to 16. You, you've kind of talked me into the, because of the egalitarianism of it. Yeah. Mikey, how about you? you've never done it really except like sleeping in your car? Yeah, I'm 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 gonna abstain. You're abstain courteous. courteously. <laughs> Josh, I'll give you five bucks if you can say why he abstained courteously. What movie? Oh, Come on, man. New York courteously. abstains courteously. Uh, Tommy? I don't got it. Uh, 1776. Come on, guys. All right. Tommy, how about you? You've done it a couple times, I guess. I've never done it. I, I will give it, 
I will well, give it a never, 13. ever done it. Never, ever done it. You, But have you camped besides SEA? No. You've never camped besides going to like an SEA event. Have you, you've done SEA events, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I'm going to give I it mean, a 13. I like the idea of it. I like the spirit of it. But I also like indoor plumbing. <laughs> usually they have a place to go potty. Well, you I'm know what? Saying. Not usually. They always have a place to go potty. Some are not great. <laughs> Sometimes Some they have, have plumbing. plumbing. Yeah. Bingo. Sometimes yeah. they have nice big ones where there's real nice toilets. And sometimes they're just outhouses and porta potties. Uh, but sometimes they're like hot showers, and sometimes those showers take a quarter. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's right. why I gave it a 13, Tom. Sometimes, not minutes. all the times. All right, I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion because Josh did bring me up a little bit on this. And I guess that brings us to plugs. Who's yeah, I would like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And if you're wondering what music, go to Kirby Crackle. Music.com. Yeah, don't ask us. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com, purveyor of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, you name it, they've got it at geekorthodox.com. And if you want apparel, you need to go to ianlino.com because that's where all the apparel is. T-shirts, baseball shirts, you name it, socks. They got all that at ianlino.com. They have so much stuff. No, not. They have so much stuff. They had to have two websites. So ianlino.com and geekorthodox.com for all of your geeky needs and T-shirt and other apparel needs. I'm wearing one of their shirts, too. Are you now? What are you wearing there? Uh, Cookie Monster saying C is for cheat day. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I would like to plug, and maybe I'm a I'm a I'm a on the fence right now, but pack some plug. Philadelphia this year, first weekend this weekend in December. If people like board games, you like tabletop, and go down there. Geek Orthodox went there last year, but did not decide to go this year. So. Uh yeah, a uh, lot of good game vendors there. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. All right. Keep thinking. And um, yeah, I don't have one this week. I'm drawing okay. a blank. You know what? I will. I'll, I'm gonna plug uh, uh, School of Rock. Um, okay. <laughs> when I first saw that School of Rock from the movie was you know franchising and doing this thing. I kind of thought it was kind of silly, like franchise things, but the way they teach music is like really good. Uh, you learn a song, you practice with a band, you have to go perform it. There's a lot of pressure not to let your fellows down. It it works for me. School of Rock. If you want to learn an instrument, this this might be the way to go. Cool. Good to know. Excellent. And don't forget, uh, we also have another podcast uh, that's on our Patreon page. Uh, Tommy, where's our Patreon page located? It's at uh, patreon.com slash the longbox guys. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, and all the money. say it with conviction, LT. Yeah, I come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the money does go to that, and it goes right to the Elizabeth Peabody House uh, Food Bank. That food bank feeds over how many uh, families are, Tommy? We've fed over 100 families this week. Damn right, we've fed over 100 families this, this week. It was a very busy week. 
very, very busy week. And uh, we had a good time doing it. We always have a lot of fun, don't we, Tommy? I like working yeah. with you. You like working with me. Except for that time I almost crushed you with that shelving unit. That was kind of fun, too. Yeah, I fix that. Close. Close. You know what Tommy's not good at? Tommy, move. He's not good at that. Not good at that. <laughs> not good at that. The whole damn thing's coming down. I'm screaming, Tommy, move. He's staring at me. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. My point is, and I do have one, all the money does go to that for the price of just a couple of bucks a week, a month, a buck a month, right? Yeah, a buck a yeah. month. Yeah. yeah. The, the price of Tommy giving you a hand job around the corner from the, the food bank. You can help support all these families that we feed every single month. And it really is a very good cause. Do it. Do it. It is. And in the end, I would also like to uh, say, Mikey, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. And uh, Josh, for the next uh, month and a half in your brain, is Scotland your sector? Bloody right it is. Bloody right it is. That's Irish. <laughs> Tommy. Sweet see Tommy. What, what, what words of wisdom do you have for us? Uh, just go do some good in the world. Do some damn good in the world. Gosh, go do some good in the world. Do some good. Tom, Tommy's getting so much better at working the line. He's starting to know who needs help with the bag, who won't admit it. That lady with the leg... She will never admit she needs help to her car, but God damn it, don't ever let her go to her car with her own bag, Tommy. I mean, the bags are getting heavier, too. The bags we are put getting heavier. We good put some more stuff week. in. It's a good bag this week. Like 15 uh, pounds. Yeah. And don't forget what I always say. Don't do just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you from the long box, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.